This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 6, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The relationship between employer and employee already suffers from plenty of intrusion by government. But one more might be on the fast track, electronic employment eligibility verification. Jim Harper, director of information policy studies at the Cato Institute, calls it Franz Kafka's solution to illegal immigration. What's the drive behind creating these electronic employment eligibility verification systems? Well, with the failure of immigration reform last summer, obviously politicians, particularly at the federal level, are looking around for something to do on immigration. And in election year, they feel pressured to uh, do something on immigration. In the meantime, we've seen over the course of now 20-plus years that the policy of internal enforcement has not succeeded. Uh, Programs in Washington, D.C. never die. They just get bigger. And so the push is on to uh, strengthen uh, internal enforcement, the Form I-9 process that we're also familiar with, these documents you have to fill out when you start new employment, and make it into uh, an electronic system where data is submitted to the government for its review at the time of hiring or perhaps prior to hiring people for new jobs. What evidence is there from state systems? Well, there's been very little usage of of the basic pilot system, recently renamed to E-Verify. So far, uh, a small infinitesimal percentage of American employers have been using uh, basic pilot for years. Recently, under federal pressure, that number has increased to where about 52,000 or 0.88% of all employers in the country Uh, The state of Arizona, beginning January 1st, requires its employers to use E-Verify, but as yet, because January is a relatively slow hiring month, there isn't good information on what's happened there, but there was very little hiring in Arizona in January. We'll just have to see how it plays out when statistics come in from the early part of the year. The push for a national ID card sort of crested and then went away for a while. How possible is it to have a secure system like this without a national ID system? Well, ultimately, you have to have a national identification system to administer uh, eligibility for employment under the current immigration law. Uh, it's a, it's a, it provides a person an individual adjudication as to whether they are qualified to work. And to do that, you have to know who the person is and you have to be able to check their status under the immigration law. So, Uh, By small steps, we've been moving forward with a national ID and electronic employment verification or a national E-Verify program would press us further forward in that direction. Uh, You would find if the program goes national that it would fail in several different respects and the way to fix that failure would be to tighten up the identity system. Uh, Ultimately, uh, to, to successfully administer the immigration law as written, you have to have a cradle-to-grave biometric tracking system. So I think we need to reconsider the policy entirely of internal enforcement of immigration law. You talk in your policy analysis about the potential for collusion between workers and employers under a system like this. Sure. Think of, of electronic employment eligibility verification as a security system. It basically works to works contrary to the interests of workers and employers who, for the most part, just want to get together and get things done to earn money or to create products to sell, provide services. The immigration laws interpose on that relationship the requirement to straighten out uh, immigration status. And so among the many responses to, to that uh, interference with their, with their natural desires 
employers and employees will get together and collude to avoid the system. We refer to it as working under the table. A good amount of the economy today is under the table, and much more would move under the table under a system like this. Of course, uh, illegal immigrants would take other steps to avoid or uh, break the, the verification system. Uh, they would increase the minor identity frauds they're committing now. That is, they would get more robust documentation. They're using relatively weak documentation to navigate the Form I-9 process now. Uh, they would get the cards they need. They would get the data they needed to pass through the EEV system. Uh, this would cause a lot of complexity, a lot of difficulty for the innocent American citizen whose data, for example, is used by someone to gain employment. The system would be able to recognize when a name and social security number pair were used multiple times, for example, and it would it would ding those that name, that identity, uh, in future. And so the average citizen whose data had been used in the system, they would be dinged as well. They would receive what's called a tentative non-confirmation, saying that your records uh, don't match up with what the federal government uh, has or your records are suspect, and then you'd have to go down. The, the American citizen with a new job would, would be supposed to go down to the Social Security Administration or the Department of Homeland Security and straighten out their files. They would come into these offices as suspects of identity fraud and candidates for um, deportation. This is not going to be a pleasant experience for the American worker. What are the implications for due process? You assume that employer-employee relationship is one that should be presumed to be appropriate unless demonstrated otherwise. Due process is a, a very interesting question in this area because as yet there is no remedy for an individual who's been adjudged by the DHS and, and SSA by the E-Verify program as not qualified to work in the United States. If, if a person is found to, to uh, have to not be well documented in the system and local officials or rather federal officials in the, their local area won't accept the documentation they provided, those people cannot legally work in the United States, and there's no provision for addressing that, for any appeal of that uh, in the program. So this is a program that's not ready for prime time at best, and if it actually gets fully built, we don't want to have it. Jim Harper is Director of Information Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and author of the analysis, Electronic Employment Eligibility Verification, Franz Kafka's Solution to Illegal Immigration, this is the Cato Daily Podcast. You can read the full analysis at our website, cato.org.